So how's social distancing stay-at-home treating you? It's fine. I had to do interviews this whole week, so it was... I'm generally tired and annoyed by that. (laughs) (laughs) College interviews or... No, um, like I had to interview a bunch of people for next year's council. Oh. And usually in person, they're like 5 to 15 minutes. But online, they were like 30 minutes. And then also we had to have a discussion after each one. So it was like an hour. And there were like three to like four a day. I went hiking. So (laughs) it was going to take three hours and it took five. (laughs) It's all good. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. And pretty. It's outside. So pretty. My name is Heidi Birkenstocks. And I'm Rory. And I'm wearing slippers outside. We're pretty obsessed with books and movies and music, and every episode we talk about ones that we enjoy. Be warned, there are spoilers ahead. Yeah, I don't normally wear Birkenstocks like that often. Super comfy. But I'm like, you know what? I don't need to be wearing socks if I'm not going to work. I know. I'm like, I'm... I'm like, that's my line. I'm going to go for like (laughs) two hours, and then I'm going to come home, and I don't want to have to have dirty socks because of that that's just another thing of laundry oh my gosh and it's another thing like the most inconvenient of all the laundry things yeah and while you know lots of people are under stay-at-home orders while we're recording this probably some places will have them kind of lifted possibly even here when they come out which is just okay yeah uh we are not enduring what the characters in our book endured which was 100 years of solitude (laughs) The one month of solitude. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 100 days of solitude. And all the Jose Arcadios and all the Aurelianos are like, sissies. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. (sighs) Yeah, 100 years of solitude by Gabriel Garcia Marquez, which I would not normally pick a book with this content or enjoy a book with this content. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) (laughs) But I did. Yeah, so mm. what did you think? This is my third, second or third time through the book, which is not very many for me. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the first time is a bit um, rocky. Yep. <laughs> there's just, there's a there's a lot. Um, there's a lot going on in this yeah. book. Um, <laughs> a lot of incest, namely. Oh um. my gosh, so much incest. <laughs> They've got it. some good, some good quotes and things, and um, just some good like nuggets of knowledge. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. know how to say that better. Yeah, really the pockets. Cool. <laughs> yeah, like this is. It's not the only, by any stretch, or even the first, but it's considered like, if you want to define magical realism. Yeah, like one hundred years of solitude is the perfect. Yeah. Like this is magical realism. Yeah, that makes sense. And I was reading this, like reading through it, and I was like, wow, I can see a lot of tricks people have stolen from this guy. Yeah. Uh, this is great. Yeah. This is very fun. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's wild. <laughs> it is wild. <laughs> Apparently, he like locked himself in an apartment and almost starved to death for eight months trying to write this book. Wait, I can, eight years. I can Sorry, sense eight that. years. I can sense that in the writing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where, like, every other page, it's, like, the trap of nostalgia, the beauty of nostalgia, the death of memory. <laughs> You're I'm like, like oh, oh, my God. <laughs> insomnia. I'm like, what just happened? Mm, the insomnia plague. Yeah. I'm like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so, 
I don't know if it's my favorite scene, but it's the scene that sticks with me the most in this whole book when Remedios the Beauty ascends into heaven and Fernanda only prays that the sheets will come back because Remedios ascended into heaven holding the good bed sheets. I'm like, that's, I don't know what mood that is, but it's a mood. It is a mood. Another interesting thing about it before we kind of get into like more of the content, Mm -hmm. um, something that's like kind of interesting about how it's written is it feels like it kind of it feels like one of those books that switches off perspectives Mm -hmm. like um but like officially but it doesn't so it like that's a kind of weird and interesting yeah thing when you're reading it is you're like i feel like the chapter changed perspectives like officially yeah the chapter is named (laughs) like in all involved where like it changes each one except like continuing third person yeah Um, another thing that's really interesting and this will make more sense when we get into the content is the narrator who we do finally discover who it is yeah we're gonna keep that a secret for y'all but when you finally discover who the narrator is you realize that this narrator has been generous with every single one of these people like yeah the narrator is never like y'all are nasty (laughs) which has room to do so much so much room Um, has the right beyond the right and so it's it's really odd and and kind of interesting that it's like every single character is approached with the charity that they would give themselves yeah which is just bizarre yeah for for something that isn't like self-narrated yeah uh but i I also think it's the only way this book is palatable yes (laughs) (laughs) my goodness (laughs) can you imagine trying to read this book if the narrator was passing off moral judgments along the way (laughs) You're already doing that in your head. You can't, like, have it there as well. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's also no defenses. It's just, like, yeah. this person is doing this because of this. No comment on whether that's Enough a good said. idea. <laughs> or a bad idea. <laughs> Let me just tell you. Uh, the matriarch patriarch, they didn't start off on, on a great foot and... The others just never quite, never <laughs> quite got the rhythm. Oh, the whole family was just uh, floating off rhythm for a bit. Oh my gosh, taking the BN right out of Buendia. <laughs> oh God, yeah, this whole book, this whole book. So I tried to explain it to my mom this morning what I was reading. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> And my explanation was so bad good that I want to repeat it here. Excellent. It's about a family that keeps naming the kids the same names. But, like, every time they do that, they kind of take all the traits of everyone that had that name before them. And it just kind of keeps spiraling inward. And then I left the room. And I'm like, that's kind of all the book is about. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah. I know. They're all, like, very similar. They take on all the traits of the person before it's oh. <laughs> and they like it it kind of gets shuffled through and and I threw this term out so I'm going to define it for the listeners because yeah. I know you know about it but magical realism is when things that seem magical in nature and things that seem realistic in nature basically are narrated with the same uh weight of honesty mm-hmm. so it's like remedios the beauty ascending into heaven it's like a non-event mm-hmm. within reason. It's like, uh-huh. it's a big deal, but nobody's surprised. Like, 
or the person who tries to bring hot air balloons and everyone's like, eh, flying carpets are cooler. <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So it's great. All right. Want to dive into some content? Oh, my goodness. Lord sure. in heaven. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know how this discussion's going to go because there's a lot of generations with the same name. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a lot of, wait. Uh, yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah. See, in the beginning, I feel like they made it a little bit easier because, like, they called them each different things, kind mm-hmm. of. Kind of, yeah. Uh, but then they just, like, gave up on that, and they're just, like, same name. Yeah. Well, like, oh. And in the beginning, okay. although I think, I think, they only reuse the same name if the original bearer is completely dead. So, mm. Har- Jose Arcadio, the son of Jose Arcadio Buendia... Yeah, is dead by the time Jose Arcadio, Arcadio. the son of Jose yeah. Arcadio, or sorry, um, Aureliano Segundo, yeah. by the time his son is yeah. around and we have a Jose Arcadio in the family again, yeah. Jose Arcadio is already Windia. long gone. Yeah. <laughs> Both of them are already yeah. long gone. So there's not usually too many people, except for the point where there's 20 Aurelianos alive at the oh, same time. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just like, forget it. <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> that should have its own spin-off. Just the 20 <laughs> Like Three's Company, but much worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like it. Three's Company, but 20's a parade. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? 20's a garrison. <laughs> yeah, Three's Company, uh, but 20's a garrison. garrison. Get it? It's a military <laughs> the joke. The Orleano story. <laughs> uh, the, the concept that uh, if you commit incest, your children will be born with the tail of a pig. And the matriarch and patriarch are like several cousins removed. They're not even like first cousins. Mm-hmm. Adam Blake, they, like, I would even question if that counts as incest or if that's yeah. like, this is a small town, y'all. Yeah. Like, like this is a, um, this is somewhere where we can't travel that far. This is a time where we don't have cars. Yeah. This is. <laughs> newcomers don't come to the town and like you're like third or fourth cousins so i don't really think of jose arcadio buendia and ursula as being incestuous mm-hmm. yeah every subsequent really. generation incredibly it, definitely so badly yeah or other equally crazy perversions yeah and by equally crazy i don't just mean like oh that's twisted but also like why would you be into that? Yeah, like, like what? Ew. <laughs> and as you're reading it, you're like, okay, 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 I, I get this, I get And then it's yeah. like, I'm sorry, who? Hmm? Hmm? Uh-huh. <laughs> so, for example, when Jose Arcadio gets Pilar Tenera pregnant, mm-hmm. and Aureliano's, like, in on the secret that they're together, mm-hmm. uh, Aureliano, who becomes Colonel Aureliano Buendia, yeah. and then he goes to Pilar to loses virginity because he's like gotten to know her through his brother's stories and you're just like okay okay Kay. what um okay <laughs> what okay no okay no no okay <laughs> look she's not okay <laughs> oh so us who do you think is the most sane member of the family <laughs> hold on I need to look at the yeah physical. Yeah. I've got two. I've got two candidates for the most sane members of the Buendia family. Maybe um, Jose Arcadio Segundo. Ooh, yep. He's he's pretty sane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My my picks are Jose Arcadio or sorry Ursula 
and yeah. Jose Arcadio yeah. Segundo. Yeah. Ursula's pretty sane. Ursula's pretty sane. Except when she goes blind and hides it for f- like 40 years. <laughs> Which is great. Wouldn't we all? <laughs> <laughs> With a family like this? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, otherwise, she's, she's got to be the woman in charge. Like... <laughs> See, this is what happens when you let a man plan things. Mm. <laughs> Colonel don't know Ar- how to schedule anything. <laughs> Colonel Aureliano Buendia started 32 uprisings and lost them all. See, this is what happens when you let a, a man, man plan, plan things. things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this whole book is like, this is what yeah. happens when you let a, a man, man plan, plan things. Because the women are like, we get stuff done. And the yeah. men are like, look at my huge penis. <laughs> <laughs> Where is the library? <laughs> Like twenty pages dedicated to Jose Arcadio's huge day. <laughs> the son, the oldest boy. <laughs> well, and then, and then at the end of the book, when Aureliano, son of someone, yeah, son of I don't know. Oh, son of uh, uh, Mime. Yeah. Uh, he also has a ton of pages dedicated <laughs> to his huge, his huge dick. You're like. <laughs> And Urs- I like Ursula at the very beginning. Might as well have been the tale of a pig. And you're yeah. just like speaking truth yes. to power. <laughs> oh and Melchiades, the ghostly visitor that's just like, well, good to see nothing's changed here. In part because I accidentally fragmented time in this room. In part because you all are nuts. <laughs> Not incredibly my fault. Well, I was around y'all way too much. <laughs> yeah, y'all just... Okay, th- I have not highlighted a book this much in I don't know how long. And I didn't have to. Like, yeah. Because there's a good quote on every page. Just turn yeah. to a page. Look, there's a good one. Where, Which one? Okay, I literally just, you yeah. saw that. I fanned yeah. the pages. On Sunday, the, although no one had revealed it openly, although no action on the part of the military had disturbed the tense calm of those days, the whole town knew that the officers were ready to use any manner of pretext to avoid responsibility for the execution. It's like, this writing is perfect. Yes. The person who translated this deserves a medal of honor. Yes. Because this was not written in English, and that <laughs> makes it so much harder. Yeah. Like, Especially to keep it as, like... Rosif, would you mind reading the very first sentence? Because I just want to imagine trying to translate this sentence. Oh, God. Okay. Many years later, as he faced the firing squad, Colonel Aureliano Buendia was to remember that distant afternoon when his father took him to discover ice. (sighs) What kind of... And the second sentence. At that time, (laughs) Wakanda was a village of 20 adobe houses built on the bank of a river of clear water that ran along a bed of polished stones which were white and enormous like prehistoric eggs and then the third sentence (laughs) the world was so recent that many things lacked names and in order to indicate them it was necessary to point i mean really honestly (laughs) yeah like you can just this this might be i i would argue i'm not sure but I, i feel like i would you know, really go right. for it. This book has the very best overall first sentence, last sentence for every single section. Like yeah. the first sentence is always killer and the last sentence is always killer. Yeah. This is a random, like, well, not random, but a like flipped to yeah. last sentence and then first sentence. Oh, Aureliano, he sighed. I already knew that you were old, but now I realize you're a lot older than you look. First sentence of the next section. 
In the bewilderment of her last years, Ursula had had very little free time to attend to the papal education of Jose Arcadio, and the time came for him to get ready to leave for the seminary right away. You're just like, well... Is this what happens when I lock myself in an apartment for several months slash years and barely eat? Can I can I write yeah. a book like this? No. <laughs> the look in your Not eyes. Not all methods <laughs> work for everybody. Yeah. Apparently my method is you start writing at nine and you end writing at nine and that's how you write a musical. Yes. <laughs> okay. Man. It's it's so hard to even talk about what happens without just like, let's just do it at random. It's good. Sorry, I just flipped through the random page and it was the, <laughs> the quote about... <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> he was so well equipped for life that he seemed abnormal. <laughs> Again, random page. All right. Random pages... Ooh, I, f- I got to a random page where something actually, like, magical happens, Ooh. which is pretty cool. Yeah. Captain Aquilus Ricardo, who was really the one destined to die that night, did indeed die four hours before Aureliano Jose. As soon as the shot was heard, he was brought down by two simultaneous bullets whose origin was never established, and a shout of many voices shook the night. What kind of... And this is just, this book is chock full of things where you just accept that that's how they happen. Yeah. But also, wait, what? Yeah. Like Like, the almond trees. Like the almond trees. Or just, this guy also is shot by bullets from heaven. Yeah. Uh, The magic, like the flying carpet is as wild as ice. Like frozen water. Really? (laughs) Yeah. It's like, okay. All right. I know. And, And aren't they like, eh. Why would they use a carpet? That's so boring. <laughs> they, no, they like the flying carpet. They're just like, what's the point? Yeah. <laughs> like, like it's like, well, this is fun, but like, what's the point of flying? <laughs> Where are we going to go? <laughs> uh, and they took refuge in solitude. Ooh, all of the solitude nostalgia stuff. Oh, yeah. That time where Ursula just like leaves for six months and everybody's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, and she comes back and she's like, I found the road. <laughs> like, remember we got lost in the forest? I found it. And they're like, oh, okay. That might be the absolute peak scene of, oh, my goodness, the men in this family are useless. Yeah. <laughs> like, ladies get stuff done. Oh, my goodness. Ooh, I also love how, as the book goes on, Pilar Tenera doesn't even bother to bring out the cards when Abundia asks their future. Yeah. <laughs> like she gets it. Like at first she has to like go through the cards and like with Aureliano who becomes the yeah. Colonel, uh, Colonel Aureliano, she like goes through the cards and like reads them more than once. Yeah. And then when Aureliano, uh, Babylonia shows yeah. up, she's just like, okay, <laughs> wherever she is, she's waiting for you because this is not the first Aureliano that I have told to go have relations with a relation. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but praise God, it is the last. Yes. <laughs> Thus they went on living in a reality that was slipping away, momentarily captured by words, but which would escape in <laughs> irreme- <laughs> <You're fine. laughs> irremediably when they forgot the values of written letters. Oh, it's so good. And the whole book is about how there's secret, how there's a whole book in the closet that they can't read because they don't know the letters. Oh, it's so smart. (laughs) Uh, 
also that the last Aureliano is named Babylonia. Like, mm. like Aureliano Babylon. It's just like, <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> other, other weird, cr- crazy things. This I did not come up with. This was something that was pointed out to me mm. by a PhD. But uh, the thing that the colonel makes is little gold fishes mm-hmm. that slowly lose their like value as this thing that is a sign of freedom and a sign of subterfuge and becomes like this historic relic with no significance. Mm-hmm. And he's like, can you think of another fish symbol that perhaps used to be subversive and is now like stuck to the back of cars and stuff? <laughs> and everyone at, everyone at the Christian school went, oof. Ooh. Well... Ursula roasting Aureliano. She realized that Colonel Aureliano Buendia had not lost his love for the family because he had been hardened by the war, as she had thought before, but that he had never loved anyone, not even his wife Remedios or the countless one-night women who had passed through his life and much less his sons. She reached the conclusion that the son for whom she would have given her life was simply a man incapable of love. Amaranta, however, whose hardness of heart frightened her, whose concentrated bitterness made her bitter, suddenly became clear to her in the final analysis as the most tender woman who had ever existed, and she understood with pitying clarity that the unjust tortures to which she had submitted Pietro Crespi had not been dictated by a desire for vengeance, as everyone had thought, nor had the slow martyrdom with which she had frustrated the life of Colonel Garinaldo Marquez been determined by the gall of her bitterness, as everyone had thought, but that both actions had been a mortal struggle between a measureless love and an invincible cowardice, and that the irrational fear that Amaranta had always had of her own tormented heart had triumphed in the end. Ooh. <laughs> and I'm just uh. like, wow. <laughs> well, that's messed up. Yeah. Aureliano Segundo is my favorite Aureliano. Mm. Yeah. Mostly because um, he feels like he goes through the most changes. Mm -hmm. Like, he's the one who, the twins go through the most changes in general. Like, they both show traits of the Jose Arcadios. They both show traits of the Aurelianos. Yeah. And they're also the most sane members (laughs) of the family in quite some time. Yeah, agreed. I don't know what it was about that (laughs) that particular gene strain i they're the sons of sophia right are they no aren't they aren't uh, they um oh yeah yeah they're the sons yeah. of santa sophia yeah. de la piedad so my theory is that her remember because her power is that she only exists when she's needed like she only exists in whatever capacity right. she's needed for uh so they like didn't overstep their boundaries quite so much as everyone else in the family yeah. because they exist in a different different way yeah <laughs> either that or arcadio was dead when they were born and so they didn't get the traditional buendia father teaching their son the ways of the world thing oh boy <laughs> <laughs> oh my god the blood when jose arcadio's shot that goes from him all the way to his mom like three streets over when the blood like stays along the wall yeah. so that it doesn't disturb the carpets and you're just like what? <laughs> <laughs> it's like that meme nervously. <laughs> <laughs> That's Ursula through this whole book. <laughs> you know, Ursula would have gotten mad if it got all over the carpet. <laughs> Just like Fernanda later was like, could you have not taken the sheets? Yeah. <laughs> God, <laughs> excuse me. 
Oh. Also, can we just talk about how gorgeous their house is? Oh my gosh. Well, and how like just precisely described it is through all of its yeah. changes. Oh, it's incredible. And like the story of Makondo being the story of the human race is just yeah. like wow. Uh, wow. Oh my god. I love Fernanda trying to shame Aureliano Segundo by sending the trunks to to Petra and everyone in the town is like obviously (laughs) we duh like this is this is the most non-event in things that we have been told are events that we've ever seen girl are you new (laughs) you must be new here you must oh honey oh sweetie (laughs) if you think it's going to a couple of trunks can shame a buendia hooey Oh boy, <laughs> you got another thing coming. Yeah, Ooh. I won't. Mm. <laughs> a fun thing. There's a scene in this book that's definitely based in reality, and part of the reason that it's buried in this book is that there's so much crazy fantastical stuff that there is a plausible deniability, mm-hmm. and it's the Banana Company massacre. Mm, yeah no that makes sense yeah <laughs> oh you mean the one that that like totally a government in where is it Colombia could absolutely be absolutely furious about yeah. yeah 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 like let's put this massacre of several thousand people that was completely covered up by the government in my book about uh incest and a bunch of other things and yeah considering I've learned about several several banana plantation massacres yeah it's like (laughs) i'm like yeah okay well and we grew up in hawaii it's like oh some (laughs) plantation owners were absolutely ruthless i'm shocked (laughs) i wonder what it is about owning a plantation that makes you a sociopath really though no i'm serious (laughs) like actually no like Like, anytime what is it that's insane. <laughs> like, because there's a difference between a farm mm-hmm. and a plantation. Yes. Every plantation owner. I'm just like, this train thing is no surprise. Yeah. Or, I'm not. <laughs> you know, as we've learned from recent events, which I didn't know, hmm. about Queen Lily Okalani, the, the, her shutting down all commerce because there was a smallpox outbreak and just mm-hmm. being like, nobody goes in, nobody goes out, we're yeah. done. And all the plantation owners being like, but our profits and her being like, but my people. <laughs> and it was the same group that got shut down 10 years prior that decided like, we have to get her out of the throne. Oh. So like the overthrow is directly caused by her not letting a smallpox epidemic ravage the islands. I have this mythical ship and it's <laughs> that I want King Arthur and Queen Liliokalani to come back at the same time and to get married. Please. <laughs> like, I I understand they're from very different times, but the way people talk about King Arthur, like he's not dead, he's sleeping, is yeah. the same way people talk about Queen Liliokalani. Yeah. Like any second now. <laughs> any second. And any second now would be great with me. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Just like <laughs> clip clop. Here we go. <laughs> is there, are there any other, I mean, every page is full, chock full yeah. of great quotes. Is there anything else that you like specific that you, uh, that you want to mention about the fam or about like scenes? I don't quite think so. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing to not say about this book, which means there's also very little to say. Yeah. 
because the construction of it isn't mm, I will say this this is the perfect book is like an argument against spoilers being a problem because you literally know everything that's going to happen in this book way before it happens like yeah. dozens of pages yeah. and it's not like you figure it out and you're so smart like yeah. a mystery it's like okay you know from the first page that Colonel Aureliano Buendia is yeah. going to face a firing squad yeah you you know it <laughs> yes it's it's right there yeah. and like the narrator never lies to us yeah. about who's going to be doing what and so it's really interesting as like a turns out you don't need to be surprised every page for things to be good and surprising yeah I mean, the big surprise in this book, of course, is who is willing to sleep with whom. Is that even a surprise anymore? Not by the end. <laughs> Certainly not for Pilar, who's yeah. just like, <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, good. It's one of them Buendia boys. Let me guess. You got a big dick and mor no moral compass? <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Let me check the cards. Uh, it says you're a douche. <laughs> like... <laughs> Uh, it says you gotta stop it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let me check the cards. Uh, says you're my grandson. Don't know Shocker by whom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a surprise. <laughs> but yeah, so this, this is a book about things that like, and the really clever part of it is that every time a name gets repeated, like they have characteristics of the previous generation, but like things yeah. are slightly off. And as Ursula says, like the danger of nostalgia comes in. The terror of solitude comes in, but also that time doesn't move in a line, it moves in a circle. And mm -hmm. that moves us to one of our fav our mutual favorite time is moving in a circle movies. Look, this book won a Nobel Prize, our movie won no Oscars, but it deserved them. Starring Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weiss. The, the Mummy, Mummy Returns. returns. <laughs> Oh, me reading any just part of <laughs> just <laughs> Ursula at any scene in, in the book and also Rick O'Connell at any scene in the movie. You know, a few years ago, this would have seemed really strange to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Time moves in a circle. <laughs> it moves in a circle. No, no, they're memories from a past life, like an ancestral memory passed down from my grandfather. I'm sorry, what? Uh, no, no, no. Don't Rick just say... Uh, it's yeah duh no no yeah, like the ancestral <laughs> memories of Melchiades and the ancestral memories of being a ninja <laughs> so you're a reincarnated princess and I'm a warrior for God that makes so much sense <laughs> now I get it Ardith in the corner like do you see how it all fits together oh my gosh new fan theory Ardith is Melchiades <laughs> oh my goodness and for yeah. three and a half thousand years I specifically <laughs> me me it's me it's me i did it <laughs> it's me i'm the magi just kidding ardith isn't malchiades but i do have a real theory hmm. and it's i've i've said it to you but i i think it, it's the hill i'll die on alex the son of rick and evelyn is definitely named after the library at alexandria and not alexander the great yeah that like his name's alexander yeah but it was because of the library yeah <laughs> Like, I'm Makes sense. a librarian, yeah. and I named my son after Alex. a library. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's kind of dope. I have to admit. I mean, I don't, I don't know if they planned that, but they should like 
whoever's listening should never deny that because yeah, no. nobody would be upset with that yeah. theory being right. Yeah. But I'll be first if I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no. That Alexander the Great is way less interesting than <laughs> Yeah, so much less interesting. And uh. also, like, it's... Because Alexandria was named after Alexander the Great. So it's way more interesting yeah. to be like, no, 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 we named we named him for the city. Like, if it's a girl, we'll call her Alexandria. And if it's a boy, we'll call, we'll call him Alexander. Yeah. But, like, inspired by the library. Yeah. Obviously. Obviously. Ugh. Has there ever been a greater scene in cinema than when the two couples have their guys hanging over the pit of hell? <laughs> <laughs> no, there hasn't been. Ugh. Also, I can't remember who directed that movie. But I, it gets me every single time. Like, one, emotionally, but two, like, inventing feminism. Yes. <laughs> when that director put Brendan Fraser on top of Rachel Weisz in, like, the woman sobbing un- inconsolably pose. Yeah. <laughs> because that is perfect. Oh. Like, there's no, this is not manly <laughs> crying. This is, like, he's doing the full-blown, like, starfish legs thing. Yeah. Like, the full-blown drape-me-over-my-lover's-body pose. <laughs> it's beautiful. Oh, I love it. I love them. <laughs> also, what do I do? As in, how do I fix your wound? You don't. You take care of our son. It's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Brendan <laughs> Fraser invented feminism. I can't. <laughs> There's no other. I thought you might like it. Might need it. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jonathan in the corner just making reaction faces every time his sister does anything insane. Just, wah, size. <laughs> What's this bird? Oh, I know that one. <laughs> it looks like oh. a stork. <laughs> oh, I know that one. I know that one. <laughs> Jonathan, that's my husband and my son down there. Make me proud. And you're like, this woman has never asked this man for any favors in her entire life. <laughs> no. And he's like, oh, wow. He's like, Today's that day, Evie. Got it. <laughs> and I'm like, adorable. I really appreciate Rachel Weiss's commitment to not be in the third Mummy movie. There's a reason you haven't seen it. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. I strongly believe that the third one is non-canonical because yeah. there's no Ardith and there's no Rachel Weiss. Oh. So yeah, it doesn't count. Can't count. No. Don't want it to count. Oh. Also, Alex's character kind of changes color a lot. Not like skin color but like the whole tone of his character is different and it's like huh like he doesn't feel like oh this is the same character nine years later it's like y'all reinvented this kid i don't that's a shame i don't like it great yeah he's he's great and that's why the third one doesn't exist yeah (laughs) it's also set in china so like no this is this is this is a fan fan film not a yeah. Mm-mm. This is yeah. a two two parter. Because nah. diff- there's not a third mummy. Because Mummy and the Mummy Returns have the same mummy. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Different. Not okay. It's a different thing. It's not a mummy. Yeah. It it isn't. It's it's <laughs> like explicitly not well, a mummy. It's not the mummy. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't a mummy and not the mummy. Yeah. You can be. A mummy, starring Brendan Fraser, but you are not in the mummy. (laughs) A mummy. Oh my god. Renaming 100 Years of Solitude. Are you my mummy? (laughs) And, oh man, 
I love I love the fight scenes between Anoxinamoon and Nefertiri. They're so good. Yes. Oh my Both goodness. Both of them so good. Yeah. And the fact that they get to wear pants for the second one. Oh, excellent. <laughs> wow. Wow. Mom, why'd you learn to do that? Oh, that it sounded exactly <laughs> like that kid. Yeah. Mom, why'd you learn to do that? I have no idea. <laughs> that I learned from your father. <laughs> like, oh, that that I learned from your father. There we go. Her accent's harder because it's yeah. proper, but it's not. It's not BBC. Yeah. <sighs> Rachel. <laughs> Evelyn. Oh. That's also it's very unrelated, but a funny note. Mm. Um. A lot of my cousins. <laughs> there's <laughs> like my cousins from this the one this one family my sister's kid or. No, my mom's sister's kids. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, they all have like a kind of different accent than everybody else in the family. And it's because they watched like one particular show when they were growing up and like they can't figure out what it was, but their accent is is more posh. Nice. <laughs> than like yeah. everybody else in the family. <laughs> and my mom's like, Where when did that what is that? Yeah. And her like, sister's like, I don't know. Yeah, well, I love that, like, I have a more, like, country northern accent as, like, uh-huh. my default. Yeah. You Like, that's the one that if I, like, slip into UK accent, it's more, like, northern, possibly even Scottish. Yeah. Like, I don't switch into a London accent when I'm yeah. tired, because who would do that? No. <laughs> no. And you've seen me tired, where it's just, like, we go from pigeon to Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why, Heidi, why? Yeah, and I don't know how, but... And, you know, I'm a little embarrassed and ashamed, but I always slip into Australian. <laughs> well, <laughs> you do what you can. You really do. Yeah, you know, it's okay. I what blame H2O. Yeah, what's important is that The Mummy Returns has all the good qualities of The Mummy. Yeah. In that you're watching it and you're like, this is ridiculous. I'm having so much fun. Yeah. And and Alex is great. Alex and is we great. Love him. And we also love the fact that they lose this, their son and they're not like blaming each other. They're, they're like, not. we need to find him. <laughs> yeah, they don't blame each other. Like they're holding each other. Yeah. And when she's upset, like they're both comforting each other. Yeah. There's no marital issue. Yeah. Like they're a happily married couple who are happy to be parents. And yeah. I'm like, what is so this healthy <laughs> portrayal? I also feel like, based on my theory about Alex too, mm-hmm. that like, Jake and Amy, you could take Jake and Amy from Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Rick and Evelyn from The Mummy and just switch them yeah. in like into their respective other movies, yeah. and they would be fine. Because if you think Amy Santiago would not be knocking over an entire library full of books <laughs> because they were alphabetized wrong, you've not watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and, you know, Jake Peralta, I was just looking for a good time. <laughs> Jake, I was just looking for a good time Peralta who has a restraining <laughs> order so we can't see Taylor Swift. Like, uh, yeah. It's <laughs> the kind of man who would have been hanged in 1920s Egypt. That's true. And who Amy Santiago would have saved. And who also doesn't grow a great beard. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Amy's got all them brothers. I'm sure one of them's like Jonathan. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, not the one we've met. Yeah, of course not. Not the golden child, but... No whatever yeah they're on opposite spectrums because the mummy is just a really trashy like pure but like it's not it's not 
like brilliant right movie but it's just so fun to watch yeah and then 100 years of solitude is like this is the worst except for it's so well written that i'm just gonna let you tell me this story yeah it's like a listening to an opera where you know the opera is about incest but the guy sings real good so you just sit there and you're like Mm, you opera. know the opera's about incest. <laughs> <laughs> oh? <laughs> was that like in the program? <laughs> it was in the family tree where you definitely see who's related to who. Imagine having that in the program of an opera. <laughs> this show is about incest. Yeah. <laughs> and then the family uh, tree. <laughs> that's not a bad idea. No. No, it's not. It's not. I don't know if I want it to exist. <laughs> that falls... I wonder <laughs> if you could do 100 Years of Solitude as an opera. Oh, my God. <laughs> I feel like the answer is yes, because you could have harmonies. You can, but should you? Excellent point. I mean, the good news is that, that I can't you, write opera. <laughs> does that make you better or worse <laughs> than a Wendia? <laughs> <laughs> A great <laughs> question. I, I can say uh. wholeheartedly this book rewards rereading. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much. It's also probably really good for society that the Buendias kind of stay in their corner and yep. don't spread out. Yeah. <laughs> like they they have their solitude. Yep. I mean, Aureliana spreads out, but all of the evidence of that is wiped yeah. out before the age of 35. <laughs> all his kids die. <laughs> None of them have. I yep. don't think any of them have kids. because. Yeah knowing them they would have showed up yeah (laughs) so i know we're supposed to be talking about the mummy returns but but interconnectivity interconnectivity that's why we picked the stuff speaking of opera what i would argue the absolute greatest queen album for its longevity for its not having as many songs about cars for its all-around badassery for its first song last song juxtaposition that's right. Talking about Night at the Opera. That was it. You peaked at your transition. <laughs> that was your <laughs> transitional peak. <laughs> Meaning that I'm not going to have a better transition next episode? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good that it was near the end. It means that... <laughs> it, next episode can be the denouement. <laughs> oh my gosh. Exactly. When someone calls it the denouement, I almost... <laughs> That laugh was Ew. real. <laughs> That's nasty. Well, I was trying to explain Did why the last 80 pages were so hard and I didn't want to use that. But I'm like, it's because the last 80 pages of this book are the denouement. Like, pretty much once the rain stops, like, kind of see it coming. A denouement. <laughs> and I now denouement you, husband and wife. Oh, my goodness. Uh. And cousin. And sister. And aunt. And Nephi, and Minor, and, and, and. Father Isabel, could you not marry anyone anymore? That's a good call. That's a good call. <laughs> oh, gosh. Night at the Opera. Let's talk about it. Yes. Full disclosure, we picked this album for the last song, but all the songs are good. But the last song. Yes. <clears throat> Or the second to last, I suppose. Yes. Bohemian Rhapsody. A fully loved favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. That I was 
I was able to, I think, fully, like, I knew all the words and was able to fully sing it after hearing it once. Mm-hmm. And oh, I hope yeah. that's never happened to any other song for me. And it's like, shot through minutes. the heart. <laughs> well, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, no, Bohemian Rhapsody is like that. It's whenever it comes on, I just, I just remember that I know it all. Yeah. I remember when I was younger. when we like we would play it in the Emmerich's card there was Mm -hmm. always like five people and Ethan was kind of a perfectionist Mm -hmm. and so people couldn't just sing along you Mm -hmm. had to each like pick a part yeah and so we'd like pick the high harmonies and the low harmonies or whatever but I usually ended up playing also I would sing like one of the high parts and also Brian May's guitar yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so happy that not only do I know the words, but I can just also perfect for both the book and the movie. Thirty nine. Write your letters in the sand till the day I take your hand in the land that our grandchildren knew. And I'm like, on that day when Colonel Aureliano. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's that might be my favorite Queen song even though it's like not it's not as memorable as a Queen song yeah like it's not on the list of iconic Queen songs for most people but it's just one of my favorite songs ever so yeah am I allowed to say that like it's not my favorite Queen song because it's not emblematically Queen but it's right. one of my no, favorite songs fair. ever yeah like it could have been any band Whereas Bohemian Rhapsody could not have been any No, band. that is queen. <laughs> Holla at ya. That's queen. Yes. Oh. Put a crown on it. She done. Yeah, I just, I love queen. And every time I listen to, like, anything by them, I'm like, how were they so good? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, there's so many, like, top hits. Yes. That could have been like one hit wonders. Oh my gosh. But yep. they just kept making them. <laughs> yeah. And then the wheels kind of fell off for them. Uh-huh. But I think th- where the wheels fell off was more that they were using a little bit too much of the synthesizer technology. Yeah. <laughs> and like, so, but the songs themselves are still crazy strong. Yeah. Like, when you hear versions of them that aren't on the original instruments, where it's like, oh, no, 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 musically, this is still f- yeah. straight fire. Yeah. Also, I feel like it helps that Brian May built his guitar. I'll say it differently for those of you who aren't aware of the story. Most people, when they build a guitar, like, buy parts Mm -hmm. and put it together in the exact combination they want. Most people don't take some wire and magnets into their garage and build the pickups themselves from scratch. But when you're an astrophysicist... That's how you build your guitar. (laughs) And that's why Brian May's guitar sounds like Brian May's guitar and no one else's. Because he built it in his garage with his dad. I love it. (laughs) I love him so much. (laughs) What a nerd. I love him. (laughs) Such a big nerd. Also, the transition between death on two legs and lazing on Sunday afternoon. You cannot transition harder than that. Like, that's such a flex. Oh, (laughs) such a... (laughs) What a queen flex. Mm, My gosh, yeah. I mean, and this this album, I think, might be one of their strongest just for, like, you start it at track one and you end it at track whatever the number is. Cause yeah. Because mine isn't numbered. But, yeah. like, you you just play it straight through and you're like, yep, nope, this was perfect. Yeah. that's I agree. There's not very many songs. Sweet Lady, I'm not as much of a fan of. But really, all the songs, I'm like, oh, but this still slaps. Yeah. 
there's just there's so many songs by Queen that are like just everybody kind of like knows them or has heard them mm-hmm. and then once you're like oh this is Queen wait yeah. this is a this is also by Queen <laughs> yeah oh yeah you're like wait what <laughs> they made <laughs> oh like you're my best friend that's one that I just knew forever yeah and then I'm like oh this is Queen and yeah. then I just listen to Queen like together and I'm like, wow. Well, and the insanity <laughs> of putting You're My Best Friend and I'm in Love With My Car and Bohemian oh Rhapsody on one album. Excuse you. Excuse. How did you do that? It's In the words of Scout Finch, why do you do like you do? <laughs> <laughs> Which is my favorite way of asking a grown up a hard uh. question. So, sir, um, why do you do like, like you, you do? do. <laughs> it's an excellent question to ask most people. Especially every single thing we've talked about on this episode. Yeah. Why do you do what, what you, you do? do. <laughs> why do you... You kicked a snake! <laughs> why? <laughs> oh. I'd like to offer one note. Maybe make something not that's a fish. <laughs> Maybe a not fish. Maybe I don't. Mm-hmm. Maybe a pig. Make a pig. Watch Ursula's tongue fall out. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> or make a human with a pig tail. <laughs> Ooh, that'll freak her out. Yeah, scare her. Scare her. Oh, I just. I, I think it's really interesting for this kind of story, like the importance of seeing the ghosts of the past. Yeah. Which is like the key to the movie Holes, too, which, you know, we love unabashedly. Mm -hmm. But, like, the fact that he only starts to put together the story, Stanley only starts to put together the mystery once he sees, like, the shadow of Sam. Yeah. Um, And that's the thing that opens up his third eye, (laughs) basically. (laughs) Like, that's his Melchiades moment. It's so good. It's so good. He's writing letters in the sand. Yes. (laughs) Oh. His grandchildren gonna know that, uh, but they are Stanley Yelnet's the eighth. <laughs> well, he already does, because it's the uh. land that our grandchildren knew. Hey. hey, I mean, it's just yeah, yeah. Queen is perfect because of their technical prowess and also that they make just songs that are straight bangers and yeah, just hit after hit after hit. Yeah, and also uh. that. Uh, None of them were really willing to settle with doing what was expected. Yeah. Which I really appreciate because it doesn't feel like it was an intentional flex. I mean, it it was flexing, but it wasn't for the purpose of, like, this is why I'm doing this. Right. It's not like, I'm going to build my own guitar with its own pickups because I'm better than you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like, I'm going to do it because I can. And the fact that you can't sounds sounds like a you problem. Yeah, because it sounds so fun. Like... (laughs) Why wouldn't I? Yeah. The fact that you can't sounds like a you, you problem. problem? <laughs> Freddie Mercury writing <laughs> harmonies. <laughs> What's your record of the week? Oh, I should have had my answer all ready to go. Oh, duh. My rec is Playlist Pen Pals, which mm. is you find somebody and you guys exchange playlists because it is so fun. And it doesn't need to be someone you're like close with or anything. Right. But one of my friends, like an internet friend who we like met years and years ago on a social network that doesn't even exist anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, Like exchanged playlists. And I was like, this is the best thing ever. (laughs) Cause it was really fun to have songs that I knew 
paired with songs that I was like, I would have never paired these together, or like songs that I'd never heard, but that were right up my alley. Yeah. And also to be able to like give music. So making, yeah. so having a playlist pen pal is so fun. Mm-hmm. And it is also one of the most effective ways to find new music you'd like, because a lot of the time a good playlist pen pal uh, would put things that you do know with things that you don't. And so it like yeah. gives you somewhere to look in. Cause a lot of times it's like, I'll try to listen to a new album and I'm like, I don't have the mental capacity for 12 new songs yeah. right now. Not in a row. Yeah. <laughs> so it works really well. So get yourself a playlist pen pal, especially during this time of not having as many people embrace the pen pal vibe guys. Yes. It's so good. True. Marie, what's your wreck of the week? So mine is kind of along the same vein, um, but it's like a specific playlist. Oh, dope. Um, that I found because I was looking for something for a video, but, um, so it's called, it was on Apple Music, mm-hmm. so if y'all have that, then that, that's where I got it. I don't know if it's anywhere else or anything. That's just where I downloaded it. But it's by Ashton Matherly. Ooh, good name. <laughs> M-A-T-H-E-R-L-Y. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's called High School, period, High School, period, High School. Um, it, the description is songs that sound like sun- sunshine and teenage angst. So it's one that I've been listening to right now specifically because of like the whole school thing. And so it's just kind of fun to listen to the, these types of songs. Um, when I downloaded it, I added two new songs. Oh, nice. That weren't on there. I added um, Mr. Brightside Ooh, good and um, Idle Town by Conan Gray. Yeah, yeah Conan, Conan Gray. Gray. Nice. And so it features classics like pumped up kicks oh what a good um tongue-tied just things like that so yeah can i tell you the name of my two playlists that i made for a playlist pen pal project thing yes of course so the second one is just part two like it's just Uh but it's the endless spring that no one asked for (laughs) 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 an endless spring part two and i'm like that's so good i'm Uh, so happy with this name well it is endless so part two makes sense (laughs) yeah it's like (laughs) part three (laughs) well and once a playlist hits like 50 songs i'm like no you need like a playlist for it to be it for me at least Mm -hmm. a good playlist should be long enough that you can listen to it in like a day comfortably Uh If it's longer than that, where it's like, oh, this is going to take me a few days to get through, it ceases to become a single playlist yeah. because you're not getting the context. Yeah. So. Makes sense. There's my strong opinion. I mean, <laughs> it's totally fine to have, like, a big compilation drawer of, like, all the sad yeah. songs. That's not really a playlist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Because you wouldn't be playing the list. No. <laughs> that's just a compilation yeah that's just a drawer <laughs> it's a drawer yeah so this is this is my spotify drawer of sad songs <laughs> this is my jar of hearts oh my goodness so this is my jar of small little fishes and these are the credits <laughs> roll credits our theme song is downtown love by reese from his ep it's okay to be sad uh editing production stuff is done by me both rory and i do free production by reading and watching and listening to all of the things if you're enjoying the show, leave us a review on the podcast app or get in touch with us through Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at spoilers underscore ahead underscore. And we'd love to hear from you and we will continue checking the socials uh, even as things continue. So stay safe out there. Love y'all. Don't spend 100 years in solitude. Ah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and don't marry your relatives. Please. Please. <laughs>